right. Welcome in. Welcome back, folks. 2A, it is time for Notre Dame to wipe that smirk off David Shaw's face and destroy Stanford at home this weekend edition of the Always Irish Show. As always, you can find this program on the very popular website known as YouTube. Do it. Subscribe if you haven't yet. Appreciate it very much. Give the video a thumbs up. That helps me as well. More than you might realize. Notifications on. That way you'll be alerted every time a new episode drops. You don't want to miss it. Twitter. Search bar. Always Irish. Rat. Always Irish Inc. Emails. Always Irish India. Gmail.com. Audio only. Anywhere you want me. You can get me. 312-900-8815. Phone lines are popping. I feel like... People are starting to get excited again. Notre Dame, the last couple games, has given the fan base reasons to look forward to the games rather than you want to watch it, but you half want to cover your face because you're afraid what you're going to see. It feels to me like we're taking steps here to being fully watchable to where I don't want to say it because I don't want to jinx us, but you're almost excited to see what comes next rather than like, all right, here we go. I like, I'm half excited, but I'm half worried something bad's going to happen. That's kind of how I feel like where we are. Um, and the call-in lines reflected that. Uh, I feel like the energy of the callers and in the chats on the radio programs in the mornings, that's a good gauge of where the fan base is at week to week. When you get that many hours, you know, two, four, six, eight hours a week live with folks, you get a good feel. I feel like we're settling in here, settling in here, finding our our sea legs, if you will. All right. So give me a call. Let me know what you think. But I feel like things are stabilizing. Knock on wood. I don't want to jinx us. Fighting Irish Wire. Look at all my stuff. Nick Shepkowski, Mike Chen, everybody. USA Today, Fighting Irish Wire, they do a good job. Don't just go there, read my stuff. Check it all out. Really good team, put in a lot of work every week. All right, folks. We are about to embark on the next stop of the Notre Dame 2022 Salvage Tour. You cannot undo early September. You can't. You just can't. The best you could do now is build a bridge between where we're at and Clemson with no more blemishes on the record. That is the next short-term mission wrapped into the nuance of the big picture of the Freeman era. There's big picture stuff, small picture stuff. The minutia we're in now is you got to win these ball games, maintain momentum, and then have a chance to ruin Clemson's season Make November 5th at Notre Dame Stadium a big damn deal for both teams. So I want Clemson in undefeated because win or lose, it's better for Notre Dame if Clemson is undefeated. You beat them, you beat an undefeated, probably, you know, top four, top five team. And if you lose to them, well, you already have two losses. It shouldn't be a shock to anybody. Clemson wins the game. So I want to catch them undefeated. But for the momentum and the energy to be the way that I want, you can't lose another game. You just absolutely cannot. So that is the short-term goal here. Build that bridge to Clemson with an opportunity to do something big with the two losses you already have. 
And so far, so good on that mission. Notre Dame's on a little bit of a winning streak. We feel like perhaps, perhaps the offense is trending up and there are some things we're getting better at and expanding on. So considering early, I've said this before, considering what early September was for us, things are going as good as they could go. Considering that nightmare start. And it isn't even Ohio State. It's really Marshall. You could have got by with the Ohio State game being exactly what it was. If you didn't trip up against Marshall, this is all different. Notre Dame's a one-loss team, ranked seven or eighth in the top 10. Playoff, you know, on the line, the whole one-loss playoff thing still dangling there. It's just, you couldn't have Marshall in yet. So the narrative's totally different. I actually think Notre Dame's better than they're getting credit for nationally with the AP and all that. BYU's got a couple losses. We beat them, but they're getting more votes than us. I, I want to be mad at it, but when you do what Notre Dame did and lose to Marshall at home, I don't care the circumstance. It, it, you're getting written off is what happens. You're written off out of sight, out of mind. Don't have to deal with Notre Dame. Don't even have to take them seriously. That's the dynamic. So you don't want that. Don't lose to Marshall. Uh, so that's just the way it goes. Um, so that BYU win was so huge. I just can't state it enough how for this, uh, this little comeback tour I have in mind, the second part of the season out of the bye, it only works if you have that BYU win. It doesn't work off three losses. Like you're beyond dead, dead then. Uh, so good job. You needed it. You got it. The more I reflect on the Vegas dynamic, the more I like it. I thought the uniforms ended up looking slick. Not a priority of mine, but since we won, I'll take a minute and address it. You can't mess up white with gold trim, so that's fine. Energy was good. It was loud in there. A lot of Notre Dame fans are good for them. I had a lot of Notre Dame friends who went to this game in Vegas. Good for them, man. You all deserved a break. So uh, I'm happy that everybody I talked to had a good time. So now comes in Stanford. First things first here. I obviously, as a Notre Dame guy, very much respect Stanford's academic rigors, the test, you know, the testing, and how they have a football program made of, of guys that can actually read and write. Very commendable in this day and age for that to be a standard to play in college football. I question how much of this is college football for a lot of these factories anymore. Not even anymore. It hasn't been for a long time. I tell this story all the time. I'm not giving out names. I say this all the time. This is what you're going up against if you're a school that actually has Test requirements, you actually have to go sit in school. Like, but this is what you're up against if you operate that way. I used to have a boss. She was a monster. She herself was like just a big lady. Okay. Six three, like just beefy, a big lady. This was my boss, and her son was just a monster. Monster offensive lineman, corn-fed boy, Central Illinois, like huge, being recruited by all the Big Ten teams, play offensive line. I remember I was working for her, and she said, we're going to go take a recruiting visit 
to the best team in the Big Ten. This would have been 10 or 15 years ago. You could figure out who it might have been. She goes, you're a, you're a college football guy. We're going to visit this school. They really want my kid. It should be interesting. And I said to her, let me know how it goes when you get back. She came back and said that the head coach, they, they did the whole recruiting tour. Then they go into the offices and the, and the co head coach says, oh, I'm going to talk to your son in my office. You could stay out here. I want to talk man to man. They do that. And then they're in the car driving home. And this lady says to her son, what did you guys talk about in there where I wasn't there for that? That's kind of weird. And the kid says, the head coach said, you come here. Your job is to play football, study the playbook. You pick one of these three or four majors. We have it all set up, all worked out. You're going to get credit for the classes and everything you need to do. You're going to graduate. You do not have to go to class. Your class is this playbook and working out. That is it. And he said, pick your major. We got it all figured out. Everything's in a big system. We got it all like clockwork. You do not have to worry about classes. I'm just telling you guys, that's literally how it was 10 or 15 years ago at the top Big Ten team. Big Ten. I didn't even talk SEC or anything else. I'm just throwing that out there so people know what you're up against when you make the guys actually go to school and take it serious and play football. There are a lot of places that isn't the case. And you got to be extra good to overcome the fact that for a lot of those guys, football's it. There is no school. So that's why I bring up that example. Just somebody I know personally who has no reason to exaggerate or lie told me that dynamic, and it's always stuck with me. That's what you're up against when you're Stanford and Notre Dame or Duke or Vanderbilt or one of those places, right? So I just want people to know that dynamic. It's tough. So while I respect all of that about Stanford, I hate David Shaw. I just don't like him. He bugs me. I've never liked him. I Maybe it's that he has Brian Kelly-ish traits. Acts like he's the man a lot of times. Carries himself like he's the man. Like he has all the answers. He always has a little smirk or a laugh that rubs me the wrong way. Like he's the smartest guy in the room. And has it all figured out. I just don't like the way he looks. He looks like he's Brian Kelly-ish kind of. Like with some swag that I don't think he earned or something. I don't know. But I've never liked the little David Shaw smirk. No matter what happens, there's a smirk for it. Don't like it. Okay? And that's me being petty, and I admit to it, too. That's the difference. At least when I'm petty, I admit it. A lot of people act like they're, they're, they try and downplay, but I fully admit it. Uh, I don't like his stupid smile and that smirk on his dumb face. All right? Also... As some of you know, I am going to be in South Bend this weekend. And it is not lost on me that isn't this game Saturday, October 15th. That's a rough day for me in Notre Dame Stadium history, folks. 2005, Saturday, October 15th. Bush push. I'll never forget that date. I will never, ever forget October 15th. It will never leave me the rest of my life. So it is not lost on me. We're re revisiting this day in this stadium, folks. Those of you that are younger, early 20s, that watch this, 
I got to think of this sometimes. I'm so old, I take it for granted. If you're younger watching this in your young, early 20s, you may be too young to recall a period of time not that long ago where Stanford was kind of pushing Notre Dame around as far as the smart schools. Andrew Luck shredding Notre Dame nonstop. There was a period of time in the not so long ago past that Stanford, not Notre Dame, was landing some of these great offense, smart and great physically offensive linemen and some tight ends. And Andrew Luck, they were beating Notre Dame. Like, that's not that long ago. If you're in your early 20s, you might just might be like, oh, yeah, in my memory, Stanford, nothing. No, no, no. We are not that far removed away from serious recruiting battles for the smart guys that are offensive linemen and tight end and even a little quarterback action. Not that long ago. That was a real dynamic. And I was sitting here on my show losing my mind saying you can't be losing recruiting battles of the smart kids if Notre Dame's not even getting the pick of the litter of the smartest guys, we're in trouble. So it isn't that long ago, folks, that Notre Dame-Stanford was an intense physical rivalry and all those games were tough. Going down to the wire, one-score games like, I just want for anybody younger to realize that Stanford thing was a frustration not that long ago that you had to worry about and deal with and recruit against. They were beating us and are a smart school and have better weather. Uh, it, it turned on us for a while there as far as recruiting the guys in that net. So I take that personally, always did and still have. Like just the whole notion that you're losing recruiting battles to Stanford, I couldn't handle. So some of that I take personally. Just the body of work the last 15 years or so between Notre Dame and Stanford. Wanted to bring that up. This brings me to this Saturday in South Bend and Shaw bringing his lowly, sorry, coming off a brutal last play of the game loss last week to Oregon State, the Beavers. Feed the beaver. Anyways, <laughs> it could be interpreted the wrong way. Feed the beaver, all right? So, last play of the game, they're winning. Oregon State throws like a desperation pass to the sideline. There's Oregon State guys there. The Stanford guy, not the Stanford the Oregon State guy catches it in traffic, spins out, scores with no time left. Stanford loses on the last play of the game at home. Absolutely brutal way to end the game. Now they're one and four have to come to Notre Dame. They beat Colgate to start. I don't know how you could lose to a bottle of tuba toothpaste, but they beat them. Then losses to USC, Washington, Oregon. Okay, fine. That's a rough stretch in a row as far as uh, Pac-12 scheduling goes. USC, Washington, Oregon all in a row. Fine. But Oregon State, come on, bro. Come on. Couldn't even rush it for 100 yards against Oregon State. Lost on the last play. Here's the deal. They're as down as out as you could get. They're as down as out as you could get. And it honestly surprises me. Shaw's never on the hot seat. 
I just don't think Stanford cares enough about football to take it that serious. Otherwise, I don't know why he's not on the hot seat. Then again, I don't look into Stanford football enough to know even if there is any smoke around it, but it's not something that I've seen or read or heard. So they are as down as out as it gets. One in four only beat a toothpaste company, then a string of losses against decent talent, and then Oregon State gets you on the last play. This needs to be the week we start seeing some self-actualization from Notre Dame. Not, can we win this game, but are we going to be able to kill them and nail the final, nail it in the coffin and bury them, and really be able to open things up and work on stuff this week? That's what I need, okay? Notre Dame's far enough along now, and the last few weeks, they have earned, in their play the last few weeks, they have earned the right to be harsh, more uh, critically judge more harshly, I should say. I expect you to come in there, get some things done this week, and not have us sweating on the edge of our seats. You know, mid-fourth quarter, are we going to beat Stanford? No, that needs to be over. You need to be past that. It's all lining up. You're on a win streak. You beat a tough team in Vegas. Now you come home with two very winnable games before a tough trip to the Carrier Dome to play Syracuse. Let it rip this week. I want that smirk off Shaw's face. Opening line, Notre Dame 17 or something like that. Cover that. Cover that and then some. I finally feel a little bit more confident about the offense. Take it to the next step. And that step is not a ball game that's close for most of the second half. One, you win handedly at home and you get the second string guys a chance to play and they do good things. Looking at you, Angeli, I got to get that guy some snaps. He's one play away from having to start. and He's never played at all. I'm hopeful against Stanford and UNLV somewhere in there. He gets a chance to get some snaps. I think that's important. So Stanford's allowed an average at 225 passing through the air. As an average, 225, Drew Pine, go get yours, son. Go eat. You have confidence you're riding I Go eat, man. Okay? They're allowing, what is it? Man, 110th out of 131 in yardage per game. They're allowing over 200 yards rushing a game, all over six yards a carry almost, or just under six yards a carry. These numbers are not great. They're bad. They're bad. One-tenth out of 131 in overall yardage allowed defensively. That's bad, man. That's bad. And here's what I like about that. Notre Dame's been really balanced on offense the last couple weeks, and I fully expect that to continue. Based on the numbers, you're going to be able to run it and pass it all day on them, and I will not accept anything less. You've been really balanced with good, gaudy numbers the last two games. You could do that again here and make it even better. They're open to it. Stanford will allow you to run it and pass it on them, folks. And I will not accept anything less. You are past early September. You're past playing the early defenses we worried about in early September. You're past the immediacy of the, the quarterback change and all that scary time 
of having to deal with that, recalibrate that. It's all over. That's all done. You're through that. And I feel like you're a little more stabilized. Now you need to come back home ready to roll. This is the week. Lose, open up that throttle. Hang a lot of points on these guys. Continue building that confidence and momentum. Here's the thing with them, you guys. They've already turned the ball over 14 times. They're dead last in the country in turnover margin. 14 times they've turned over the ball already in a handful of games. Dead last in the country. Quarterback Tanner McKee, good Irish name, 6'6", tall. 10 touchdowns, but five interceptions. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't. 64% completion, 10 touchdowns, five interceptions. I don't love those numbers, folks. For them, I love them for us. I can't have I, I, 14 turnovers. What are you doing? So they got some ball security issues, folks. And we're looking to hunt because we're trying to get our turnover margin back above water. So uh, I like the Irish name. And if you give this guy all day, he'll find people to get the ball to. But I just don't see that being available. I think this is just another week where I see Notre Dame dominating up front on both sides. They might make a few plays here or there. But ultimately, that domination up front on both sides wins the day. Notre Dame starts doing what they want to do. I, I just, that's just how I see this ball game going. That's just how I see it going up front. I just do. Running back, Casey Filkins, four yards per attempt. I, I, you know, 82 total carries, 330 yards, fine. Three TDs. Like, I'm just not scared. I'm just not scared. Wide receiver, Michael Wilson, top guy, 17, 352 yards, four touchdowns, 21 a catch. So he's getting some chunks there. Um, I just, I, I'm not that scared. Tight end, Benjamin Eurosec, 15 receptions, 134 yards, no touchdowns. Like, gone are the days of, of Stanford having the, a couple six-foot-seven tight ends to just throw. There were years, folks, they would get near the red zone. You could just throw jump balls to the corner because they would have two six-six-six-seven tight ends. That would just box you out, jump up, and catch everything. Like, they used to just be able to do that not that long ago. Like, that's the Stanford scar tissue I have from those type of memories, okay? Um, they're ranked 120th in scoring defense. Out of 131 teams, they're giving up 39 a game. 39 a game with Colgate and Oregon State in there. So I, that's just bad. 120 out of 131, folks. 121 out of 131 in yards per game allowed. They themselves couldn't run it for 100 yards against Oregon State. And they're allowing other teams to throw it and pass it on them and score on them. And they're turning the ball over all the time. Dead last in turnover margin. I'm Mr. Glass half empty Notre Dame. I don't see it here. I don't see it here. These guys are asking to be put out of their misery.
Give them what they've asked for. Give them what they asked for. Even if, even if they found a way to hold on and win against Oregon State, then I'd be saying, big deal. You beat Oregon State and you beat a toothpaste brand. And then all the real teams, you got beat handedly. So they're just not good. They're reeling. They're one and four coming off the most brutal way to end a game you could picture. Begging to be put out of your misery. This is not Stanford with these tight ends and good, good, tough offensive line play. And Andrew Luck is the quarterback. And McCaffrey and Love running the ball. This is not that. This is not that version of Stanford. That's gone and it's dead. This is a week for Notre Dame to open up the throttle a little bit. Let it hang. Try and put in some work. Try and put in some work. Running it, passing it, have your way, Tommy. You're going to be able to have your way. Pick what you want to pick and be able to do it. All right? I Notre Dame's, for the two losses we have, Notre Dame's in as good a spot you could be in. On a winning streak, trending up, and you got a great opportunity to expand on that this week. I'm talking, I want Merriweather out there getting balls late. Like, this is the week. Open it up. And then UNLV's another one. And then you're running on huge confidence waves going into the carrier dome. The path, like I could see it through the trees. This is the path. You just got to stay on it and you can't deviate from it. I'm sorry. I respect Stanford academically and what they stand for. I have too much built up scar tissue from early era, you know, early era Kelly Stanford battles and even before that. Too much scar tissue. I'm not here to mess around. I am here to wipe the smirk off Shaw's face. Old yeller them, bring them out back. We love you, but you're dead. We're going to do this for your own good, your own misery. Put you down. That's what this game is. This game is not, I'm sitting there mid-fourth mid quarter sweating. Are we going to pull it off? No, 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 no. This Stanford team ain't that. This is a week about you. Put in your work. You have things you want to get done in a win. You be able to do them. All right? Big opportunity this week to maintain the momentum, expand that offensive scheme, and oh, by the way, these guys couldn't even run it for 100 yards against Oregon State. I need Notre Dame to tighten it up defensively. They worst turnover, most turnovers in the country. Tighten it up defensively. Don't let them run. Dial it up. Cause more of these turnovers. The path is there. All right. So uh, I'm looking forward to being being there. Uh, 77 team reunion before the game. I'm going to go to that. I'm excited to be around some Notre Dame champions, folks. Notre Dame champions. That's exactly who I want to hang out with before this game. Guys that won the championship at Notre Dame and know what that looks like, know what that feels like, know what that takes. I like being around winners. Let's get another one this week.
knock that smirk off his face.